so you started out as a home daycare provider. Yes. And how was that? Like, did you, where did you come from? Where did you work prior to that? Well, my life was pretty much in the health and medical field. Okay, so um, from going from the health and medical field to running your own daycare. Yes. How did that change your life? Well, it was a blessing for me because I was home with my kids and that was what I wanted to do. Um, at the time I had a two-year-old and then I was expecting another child. So, just speak into the mic a little bit more, I'm right, sorry. That's okay. So I just wanted to be able to be home with my children, um, earn extra income while I did that, and like I said, wanted to be able to care for other people's children at the same time. Okay. What about you, Nye? Um, basically the same. Um, I've been like working since I was 16, and basically... Right, same, 15. Yeah, I just got tired of making somebody else rich while... I'm, you know, basically living paycheck to paycheck. And right now I do have small kids. I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. So me starting my own company basically allows me to, you know, spend more time with my kids, which is very important to me. I hear that. So what was like the driving force? Like what was, what made you come up with the idea to sell your products? And what all do you sell, Not so I sell mink eyelashes. Okay. I sell bundles. I sell freaking uh, lace front wigs. Mm -hmm. And I also have my own eyeshadow palette. Okay. Yeah. So I know you have to think to yourself, like, it's a lot of people that's doing this. Mm -hmm. What made you jump in? Um, basically, I just, out of nowhere, like, fell in love with makeup. Um, I've never really been like a big like bundle wearer like I don't do sew-ins and things like that um, I would do wigs every now and then but it's a very lucrative business so me seeing you know how many and how people, did you find out it was lucrative just by watching people watching other people watching them you know sell bundles so for me it was all about research and finding the best vendors um, knowing how to market my products and be, you know, set myself aside because you hear with a lot of businesses, actually a customer just said to me yesterday is that, well, I've inboxed this person or I emailed them or I called them and I can never get in contact with them. Like I want to buy their products with me. You don't have to chase me to give me your money. Like I want your money. Right. <laughs> and I find, I was talking about that a little bit last week. Because we were talking about like customer service and how black businesses have a bad name yes. uh, for as far as customer service goes. So I'm glad that you brought that up that you said when people inbox you, like you get right back to them. And that's a good point. But let's stop and welcome Bishop. What up, Bishop? Hey, what's going on? You, you good? You good? I'm good. Can you hear yourself in those headphones? Cause I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear myself. I hear myself. All right, you good? How y'all doing today? Okay. Great, great, great. I'm late. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> He's the other half of the Five Eight Five Report. Um, you had a good day so far? My day was amazing. Oh, amazing! I was in meetings all day. I love meetings. Um, not me so. I had to fire somebody today, though. You had to, you had to fire somebody? I, I we talk about of, business, though. So. kind of bad. It was business. It was a business decision. <laughs> okay. All right. So, where are we? Okay, so with paparazzi, 
So a lot of people are doing that. So why did you decide to jump into it? And why did you believe that you could succeed at it despite everybody else getting into the business? So yeah, so just, you know, fast forward, I started paparazzi in um, 2017. And yes, to your point, a lot of people are selling $5 bling and that's okay. But I have never been the person to worry about, you know, what everybody else is doing, you know, just like Nye was saying, because at the end of the day, it's really not even about the product, it's really about the personality and the person. So I just know with me and, you know, my experience, my professionalism, people are drawn to that well before, you know, they're drawn to the product itself. That just gives me a vehicle to be able to get to the people because they want what I have to offer, but because of again, like I mentioned, my professionalism, my skill set, my customer service, and just, you know, not to pat my own back, but no, I think no, no, that my personality is yeah. <laughs> no harm, Ms. Sarah. But I think that my personality is just, you know, it just stands out. You know, people are drawn to me. So and I think that that really helps me in the business. So even though there are a lot of people in the business, we're less than three hundred thousand consultants, you know. Um, so it's really not a lot. It may seem like that because of Facebook, social media. Right. But it's really not a lot. So I enjoy watching um, your videos where you go live and you sell your bling. What gave you the idea to do that? Well, it wasn't really my idea. However, it was what, you know, the leadership had told me to do when I came on board. They said, you know, well, the way that we promote our accessories is through Facebook. And I was afraid of Facebook Live, to be honest with you. When the feature became available, I don't even remember when. I just, I've never went live. Really? I don't like going live. Oh, I love I it. I don't. I love it. <laughs> Bishop, do you go live? All the time. <laughs> See, I don't. I've never went live. Well, really? well, at events when James, like, go live. But yeah. never yeah. with me looking in the camera and yeah. talking to yeah. people. Like, no. I just, like, I can understand why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But me personally, the life that I live, like, I'm not that interested in my life. It's not right. that interested so for me to go live. I only go live when I got something important to say that yeah. I can't type out. Right. Bishop, right. I've seen you go live, and sometimes what you got, to, what you have to say is not that important. So if, it, if, if it's important to me, it's important. It might not be important to everybody else. But if I feel it's important, I'm going to go live and talk about it. What was the last conversation you went live about, Bishop? You remember? Me? Yeah. Uh, the difference between dancers and strippers in Rochester. Oh, Lord. Okay. Did you get a lot of feedback? <laughs> I got a ton of it. I got bashed a lot because I told them that they're not dancers. <laughs> they, <laughs> so strippers and dancers are two different things? Are you saying they're... Yeah. Okay. Dancers are entertainers. Strippers, you just throw yourself on people and try to collect funds. But that's entertainment, though. Kind of. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. That's why I gotta have a man on the show. Like, have, like you got dancers or whatever they call themselves these days. They just get in front of you and do the same moves. Well, yeah. Like, they all do the same exact thing to the same exact songs. I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's not entertaining at all. Well, they gotta get it. They gotta get their money. Speaking of money... How many hours a day would you say that you both devote to your businesses? I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. 
every morning. She's a real boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, well, partly because I want to get that one hour in before my son wakes up for school. So okay. <laughs> I try to get that hour in just to check my social media to see what's going on. Um, edit videos that I post to Instagram and Facebook or any pictures that I want edited to put on, you know, my social media pages. That's the time that I take um, to do that. Later on at night, because my kids won't let me be great, I have to record videos when they're asleep. So, <laughs> so after I get them down for the night, that's when I go in and I do my makeup and I record my videos and stuff like that. Yeah, I see your uh, makeup videos and how did you learn to do makeup? Just from watching YouTube videos? Watching YouTube videos and I'm still learning. Like I have people who message me like, oh, I need my makeup done for this. I'm like, honey, I ain't, I'm not no makeup artist. I only know how to do my face. I can't. I'm not going to play in your face. <laughs> so you don't do faces? Not yet? No. Do you want to no. move into that? No. Since my daughter is the same way. Like she does her makeup very well, mm -hmm. but she like, she won't do other people. Yeah, so no. she's not, she doesn't feel like she's at that point. That's just not the path that I'm trying to take. Basically I do my makeup to showcase my palette or showcase my lashes or my wigs or something like that. Um, so, you know, you can't advertise a product with busted makeup, so. True, 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 true. <laughs> you gotta learn. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it too. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> Sarah, how many hours a day would you say you devote to your business? I would, I work my business full time, so I would say at least about 40, 45 hours a week. But, you know, sometimes it could be more than that because, again, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll work 80, 90 hours a week for me. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't do it for an employer, no matter. Exactly. All right, I'm kind of late. Can y'all enlighten me on exactly? Your I know businesses? I'm somewhere around the makeup room. Right. Uh, can you enlighten me on what you do exactly? Yes, I actually am an independent consultant with Paparazzi Accessories. Mm -hmm. So it's a direct sales company okay. where it's basically multi-level. multi, multi -level. So I buy jewelry from my company, Wholesale. Um, yes, wholesale, and then I retail it for profit. And then I also offer other men or women the opportunity to join me and become You got some gold chains. <laughs> so it's all beautiful costume jewelry. Well, that's big these days. Yeah. You sounds very much so. Dudes wear yeah. females. Your costume jewelry so. is huge these days. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Huge. They don't want to come out and say, but yeah, we know. Which is yeah. why it's my business, you know. I, and that was why I decided that I wanted that to be my business. You know, if everybody's wearing it, why not tap into that? Yeah. Did you see her purse? No. Show them your purse. <laughs> she has this purse, and I don't know if I'm just late to the party, but I never seen a purse like this. Like this is how she. A bling bag. Well, it's kind of empty. It's on a bling bag. Because I sold it. Hold on, but... you got uh, stuff on the, in the pockets? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if That's you just catch her, stuff. you yes. catch her on the streets. Yes. Yeah, so she can just sell you right from right, her bag. Right off, right out of the bag. Right out of the bag. It's, it's called a bling go. bag, y'all. Bling bag. Yes. Can you give me one of those? Ready <laughs> to sign up? How much is we it? Like forty nine ninety nine or something like that? How much is it? Well, we actually have three different starter kits oh, to man, get started. Oh, man, that's how they get you. <laughs> well, but listen, but listen, I mean, with everything, you're going to have to have an investment. But you got to have jewelry always, if you're always. a jewelry lady or the jewelry gentleman. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get started with as little as $99. Could guys sell it to us? Absolutely. Really? Listen, one of our top people is a gentleman Seriously? in Florida. Well, he's probably a ladies' man or... No, you don't gotta mind. be a ladies' man to sell a jewelry. Never no. mind. <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is with this is you really just have to find a void and fill it. That's it. So yeah. it really doesn't matter if you're a ladies' man or not. 
you have what people want. Bishop is a lady. You know, and he would probably be a What's great. What's that even mean? A ladies' man? Well, I guess What's I was a ladies' man. Uh, you? <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. I don't know what she's talking about. But yeah, well, it's just as little as $99 you get started. You'll, you know, you'll get 35 pieces of jewelry, some marketing material. Um, and then we also have, you know, a free website, which is great because a lot of home businesses now, you have to actually pay for monthly maintenance on yeah. that. So we get that totally free. We earn 45% commission. We buy our jewelry at uh, $2.75. We sell it for profit, $5. And then we pocket the $2.25. And then we actually can earn commissions from bringing other people into the business as well. So you earn 10% commission on the people that you directly bring into the company. Okay, you <laughs> right. This particular business I've been with just 18, yeah, 18 months this month. But That's direct huge. sales has been my thing since 2003. That's and out of all of the things oh. that you've done as far as direct sales, this is it. This is this is totally it. Okay, this is this is totally it. No, I mean the reason why I say this is it because again, it just kind of goes with what the economy is. It's affordable. Yeah. It's gorgeous fashion jewelry. I mean, like the piece that I'm wearing, like if somebody saw me with this piece, they wouldn't they wouldn't know or believe that it was five dollars. Right. And all of our earrings, all of our necklaces come with matching earrings. And all of our items are also lead and nickel free. So many women have sensitivities to lead or nickel mm. that they don't wear costume jewelry. So we kind of have captivated everybody, pretty much. Mm. And moving on to family life. How does being an entrepreneur affect your family life? Not at all. Like, I have a solid support system. Like, every crazy idea that pops into my head, like, he supports it 100%. Like I said, I have small kids, so it really doesn't affect them at the moment. I just, you know, have to do things when they're either gone or, you know, asleep. Because for me, I don't get a free website. So, <laughs> so me, I've had to build my website myself. Like, I'm kind of a geek on the low. So I had to build my website myself, um, all of my products, do all the footwork for my vendors. Like, my vendors are in China. So it's like I'm up until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, talking to them because it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon there. So right, I have to right. talk to them when they're asleep. Um, so lack of sleep is, is something that definitely has come into play when trying to build my brand and my business. It's funny that you mentioned that because I got a story about um, a vendor in China. So I purchased some hair off of Amazon. Don't. That was your first mistake. <laughs> definitely, was, definitely was my first mistake. And I gave them two stars, right? Mm -hmm. So then they, they said, can I have your email address? And they was like, never mind. Give us your phone number. Oh. And I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then they tried to talk me into um, taking my review now. And they'll give me some more hair. I'm like, no, I don't like the hair. Right. <laughs> wow. So then they were like, well, we'll send you $50. I said, well, no, I'll revise what I wrote, but I'm not going to take it down. Right. And then, so. Well, what did you write? Wow, yeah. I, well, I they had to be real. They, no, they no, directly no. hit you no. like, you're right. going to take that And down. honestly, it wasn't wow. even that bad. I said, uh, my stylist finessed it. Like, it was a nice hairstyle, but he didn't like working with the um, frontal. He said it was um, not of quality or something. Mm -hmm. And he was just, like, rambling about it. He just was mad about it. So I said it wasn't good quality, and the hair 
it was good for like the two weeks that I had it in, but then after two weeks, it was trash. It wasn't something that, you know, some people buy bundles and they plan to reuse them. Right. But this wasn't the, um, this wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't that. That's definitely one of the things that I really took into consideration. Like, I don't want to put out trash. Like, mm-hmm. I want to put out quality hair. The hair that I sell is 10A grade Burmese hair. So when I put that out there, people like Burmese. I'm like, yes, it's Burmese. Like we never heard of it. I've That's the point. That, right. <laughs> That's the point. Like it's that good. And I do videos. Like I want to see you. I want you to see me running my fingers through the hair. And mm. you know, just see how soft it is. Like I'll even bring you a sample. Like I will deliver you a sample so you can see the quality of the hair and the quality of the frontals that I sell. Yeah, this definitely wasn't that. So um, I finally. Well, they kept going back and forth, and I was like, well, if you send me um, some straight hair, because I was getting another hairstyle, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll take it down. At first, I started out at 30-inch, then they was like, no, now I said 28, no, 26, no, but they finally said a 24. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me two bundles of 24, and I took the review down, but... I only say that to say, I think a lot of the reviews that are on Amazon, probably the people get in contact with them like that because that hair was clearly trash. Like, and you see all the reviews and it's people giving it five stars and I'm like, how? Right. Houseway. Yeah. Maybe their experience was different from yours. Bro, that hair was trash. (laughs) Maybe that's a different style of hair or something. You never know. What you don't like, somebody might have loved. No, now <laughs> hair is not like that, um, Bishop. You, are, if you why you not? Have, because it's not usually it's not. hair Every, is like everybody not into the same type of hair. Right. You but, might want bone straight. Somebody might want wet. This and was wavy. this was this was some curly hair. Yeah, it was some curly <laughs> hair. And usually curly hair gets, but I've had it and it's been good for like at least a couple of months. This mm-hmm. got bad after two weeks. Yeah. So, how long is hair supposed to last? Hair Good wigs hair. and bundles can last you with proper care a year or better. Like Look, or I, take care of them. I got a real life question for you. Mm-hmm. Since you deal with hair, can you really boil your hair to bring them back, or is that a myth? <sighs> Don't <laughs> keep it real, because this is a question that is bugging me. Can you boil your hair and bring it back to life? Um, I'm. I don't think so. Like, I can't. I've never done that. I've never even heard of that. Now, I've boiled hair, like synthetic hair, to make it curly. Yeah, you know, that's what I've heard. But, but I mean, I've not bringing it back to life, like, I don't know. I've never experimented with that. You watch videos on YouTube and stuff. People be boiling hair. People do all kinds of crazy stuff. stuff like, I mean, we used to microwave ponytails, so. Microwave ponytails? Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's out of my realm. Yep. I ain't even going to step into that realm. <laughs> All right, so how do you both generate new ideas? So if you want to do a new video, have a new concept, do something new, how do you generate new ideas? New ideas? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just, you know, trial and error. You know, sometimes you just have to go through the motions of saying, you know, I've got this idea, write it down, and then just move forward with it. Um, I also kind of create other ideas and spin off of what somebody else has done mm-hmm. um, and just kind of make it my own, if you will. But a lot of it is, and you know, in this business, it's really trial and error, right. especially being your own business owner. Right. Sometimes we don't have a, a manual, you know, like other businesses do. So sometimes we just have to trial and error to figure it out. 
And I'm one of those people where like my brain just does not turn off. Like I have a hard time. I'm like, the same way. Turn it off. So it's like there's something always popping up into my head. Or maybe, you know, instead of doing this kind of eyeshadow look next time, like last night or the night before last, I can't remember. I did like a loose glitter look. Like I tried it out. It was my first time doing it. I had never done it before. And I'm like, okay, like I have a powder, a pressed powder glitter. That's my palette. But I want to see what would happen if I did like chunky loose glitter and how it would look. And it actually came out pretty. Mm -hmm. Chunky loose glitter. Yeah, chunky loose, loose glitter. It was so pretty. I mean, it's not something that you want to do on like an everyday makeup look. But if you have an event or, you know, like a wedding or you're going out or something, it's definitely something that would be pretty. So... Do you plan to enlarge your businesses, have employees, grow and expand? For me, I, um, as a direct seller, we don't hire anybody. Everybody's okay. all independent, uh, independent um, sales consultants. Um, but what I do, what I have done, is I have extended my business to, um, now my team is a little over 333 people. So 333 so, people are under you? Yes. So you get commission off of all them people. Yes, sir. That's crazy. <laughs> 333 people. We definitely going to talk after this. We, I, need to, yes. I, I need in. That's like the right. stock market. I need in. And I only know of those 300 plus about 60. Okay. I know all of so it works where you get them and then they get more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the whole thing with multi-level marketing. Um one person introduces you to the business and then if they decide they want to introduce other people to the business it just you know continues to grow and grow and expand so but yeah so i me personally i wouldn't i wouldn't hire employees for the business but for like assistant work or something like that i could hire people for that but for my business directly uh -huh. i couldn't hire anybody you know, hire I think for me, eventually, I'm definitely going to have to, um, just because already it's starting to be like a bit much, like it's a lot. Yeah, With, you were just saying. Like orders constantly coming in. I get a, I offer something called Afterpay. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Talk about that. So Afterpay is basically you buy now and you pay later. So you go into the site, if your order is over $35, you can use Afterpay. And they like pick um, like a down payment, say your order is $400. Mm -hmm. You put down $50, Afterpay pays me the full 400 up front, and then you make bi-weekly payments to Afterpay. So that way you don't have to have the whole $400 up front for your order, you can make installments. Oh, and there's nice. no credit check, there's like no interest or anything like that. There's no interest? No interest, no credit check. I can't do it because once Afterpay pays me, oh, so they basically they I'm done. Them. Yeah, okay. you. I don't. Okay. If you don't make your payments, I don't know. <laughs> Afterpay is gonna come after you, not me. Wow. Uh, like I'm done after that. That's a good protection for you. It is. It is. And most of my about ninety five percent of my traffic comes from Afterpay. Really? Mm -hmm. So that was that was. It a, was definitely a big. That's good business move yeah. for you. Yeah, it was definitely something that was worth looking into. Um, like I said, a lot of my business comes from there because I understand, like, hair is expensive. expensive. My bundles and my wigs are not cheap, right. <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm providing you quality hair, so I'm not, you know, I can't skimp on the prices, but I understand that 
you know, a lot of people can't afford to pay $400 up front. So I give them that option. Perfect. I, I don't know if I'm after paying for some hair, but I definitely know, <laughs> I definitely know that hair is an investment, like I said, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. But I, I don't think I've reused hair one time. Mm -hmm. So I've never had hair that was worth reusing again. For me, like for my wigs, like I take my wigs and I change them and I take them off, I put them in a bag until mm -hmm. I'm ready to wear them again. Just because the hair is that good and it's like I have um, body waves and have kinky curly and kinky straight, like all these different hair textures so I can change my look whenever I feel like it. And because it's lucrative for me because I know how to put them on myself so I don't have to pay anybody to put them on. And so, and I learned just from watching YouTube videos. Yeah, you really can really learn anything yep. on YouTube. You I learn how to change breaks. I changed my headlight from <laughs> <laughs> watching a YouTube video. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, how do you guys market yourselves? I use social media, mm -hmm. um, and I'm also out in the community a lot. Even though, again, our um, yeah, my bag, I carry my bling bag with me, um, but I am out in the community a lot. I do vendor shows and. Um, set up shop. I do home parties, so I actually meet people who I wouldn't ordinarily be able to touch um, through Facebook. Um, even though Facebook is really how we um, promote our business, I just still am a part of that. You know that that um, special touch. Um, I think you lose some of that with social media. Right. Um, so I really like to kind of be out in the community and also word of mouth. A lot of people have known me from other businesses that I've done. So. What's a paparazzi party look like? Um, can you give me a little more? You said you do parties. Oh, yes. Oh, home parties. Home yes. Parties. So I do home parties. So basically, I would have a hostess that would invite her guests. Most of the time, I don't know those people. And the way that I do my parties is that the hostess will get two pieces for hosting the event. Then for every 10 pieces that they generate, they'll get two pieces for that. So basically, they kind of do all the footwork. I just bring the jewelry. So I actually did two parties last month and those two parties combined, I think I sold over, I don't know, about a hundred pieces. That's crazy. That's so mm -hmm. hey. In addition to, I go live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on my business page. So I sell that way too. Um, I carry my bling bag. I have, somebody was texting me when I was in your lobby about pieces of jewelry. So... I usually sell on average a week about 100 to 125, sometimes 30 pieces of jewelry at $5 a piece. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's... So, but yeah, that's what a, a home party would look like. In Facebook Live, I had someone today wants to set up a Facebook Live party. Mm -hmm. Same deal. So she'll get two pieces for hosting, and for every 10 pieces that generates through the party, she'll get two free pieces. And we all know when people get free stuff, they usually will have another party introduce me to other people that I ordinarily couldn't touch. So it just keeps expanding. I do that a lot. So if I have a customer who orders like a wig or bundles from me, I add a pair of lashes in, you know, or if they order more than one pair of lashes, because I have 30 different pairs of lashes. That you 30 know. different pairs of yeah. lashes? Wow. <laughs> Does that mean touch the lashes? It's, it's more. There are more. <laughs> yeah. 30... My, what are some of the names of the lashes? I, I, I need to know. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I named my lashes, like, um, the ones that I have on in my videos that you may have seen on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Those are my Boss Bay lashes. Those are my luxury lashes because they're long and they're super dramatic. And I love those ones. 
Um, but my um, regular 3D mink lashes, those are named after family and friends. Oh, so, yep, I named according to their personalities. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So, for like my friend Nona, she's kind of saucy. So, you know, I gave her that lash set that, you know, is like going out. Like, you want to look good. You don't want to be too dramatic, but you want to be a little bit sassy with it. So, right. yeah. How else do you, how, how do you market yourself? Basically, social media. Um, I have, thankfully for me, I have younger sisters who are super popular. Um, mm -hmm. My baby sister especially. Smart. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the millennials. So, she does a lot of um, advertising my products on Snapchat because I'm really not into Snapchat. Um, in Instagram, Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Um, I haven't gotten into doing um, like events yet. My first one will be in Baltimore in October. I'm doing a women's conference. So I'll have like, you know, bundles and lashes set up for that. Um, but that's really, that's really it. I mean, once one person knows it's what, like yesterday I dropped a pair of lashes off to a girl that ordered. Next thing I know, I'm getting five inboxes after that from people who have seen the lashes on her page who now want to order lashes. Word of mouth is so crazy. Yep. And just from her, like, did she post them? She, she posted post a picture? video yeah. of, you know, the lashes and the box that they came in because the box is super pretty. Um, and then after that, like, the messages that just started coming in. Like, that's what I love about social media. Like, those are people you would normally not talk to, not right. see. Like she said, you wouldn't touch those people, so. Half of the people on my friend list, I have no idea who they are. Same. <laughs> I have 5,000 people on Facebook. I don't even know them. <laughs> I can't even say that. I know half of those people. What would you say are your biggest strengths in your businesses right now? What are some things that you do exceptionally well? Well, for me, um... I believe that my training my team is really, um, I think that's ex exceptional for me. Um, How do you go about training them? Facebook Live has really helped us a lot because that come from back in the day where we had to do phone calls. Mm -hmm. But I usually use the Facebook Live, you know, and I do trainings in my private group. So unless you're a part of my team, you only have access to the group. So basically I'll just go on there if I see that there's a need for a topic or, you know, because there's so many people you know, I have to make sure that everybody is compliant because even though the business is mine, I still have to follow someone else's policy. Okay. So just making sure that they're in the loop with the policies and procedures, uh, making sure that they know how to get their business off the ground because so many people have never run a business before. So they're looking forward to me to be able to coach, train, and develop and do that. So we'll have like... Um, trainings on how to carry your bling bag, how to pack your bling bag, or how to have, um, how to layer your jewelry. Um, just simple things that people just wouldn't think of. Um, so we do something like that usually about two or three times a week in our private group. And a lot of people really are thankful for it because again, I have other people who don't have such a strong leadership and they're, you know, looking for me to help them as well that are not a part of my, my, uh, my organization. So how does the leadership get that information to you? They email you or? I think, well, from me being in direct sales for so long, I kind of know what's needed with my particular organization where I might see there are some challenges or people not making the money that they desire to make. Mm -hmm. And then, them, you know, sending me inboxes to say, you know, how can I do this? 
So instead of just having a one-off conversation with that person, I'll take that entire topic and just do a training on it. So that way I can touch the entire organization. So a lot of it is just me finding out what they need. But then there's other people that I have that are above me that also cascade information down to me. And then they'll say, you know, pass this information to your team. Okay. For me, I would have to say customer service. Um, just because that's what your customers are what drive your business. So you have to provide them with stellar customer service, no matter what the situation is. And it's like if someone emails me about their order, I respond right away. Like I don't waste any time. I make sure that, you know, I keep the lines of communication open with my customers. If they tell me, okay, I need to order this here and I need it by a certain time, I'm going to make sure that they have that here by a certain time. Even if I have to upgrade your shipping to overnight to make sure that you have it by that date, that's what I'm going to do. And that's why I feel like my business is taking off so quickly is because of that. And I'm not like a popular person. I've never been like a popular person. I'm one of those people who has always stayed in my own lane. Not, you know, I never dealt with too many people or anything like that. But social media has really like made that possible for me. Right. Yeah, I have to agree. Customer services, everything. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And I'm very professional mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my customers. My my emails are very professional. My website is professional. Like, I make sure that everything that I'm doing is going to make my brand and my business look good. Some very mm-hmm. good points that you bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, especially customer service. I can't emphasize that enough, how... We have to do better with our customer service. Like you said, replying to those emails, putting on a professional image, your um, website is professional. Did you, you said you did it yourself? I did it myself. All by myself. So how did you do it? You... Well, my platform is BigCommerce. So basically you go in um, and you choose your domain name, you know, whatever the name of your business is, and then you build your site from there, from the coloring to the the graphics and everything, how the checkout looks, um, all of the different pages, everything from start to finish. Like I did it completely by myself, all of the coding and everything. I'm a little geek. (laughs) But that's good that you were able to do it yourself and make it look professional. I know for me, like, you know, I'm big on professionalism too, but it's just something that, like, building a website would not be my thing. Like, I would not know how to navigate that. So that's good that you were able to learn that. What's the mistakes that you guys made in business? for me is that I know a lot of people who have their own businesses deal with it a lot is giving family and friends discounts. Yeah, that's what the last person talked about when she was on here. That that was like my first mistake Um, and I would have to say now that I've learned that if you're my family and you're my friend, then you're going to respect the fact that this is business, not personal. This is show business, not show friends or family. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to pay what everybody else pays. Like, you know, if I feel like giving you something, then that's on me because it's my business. But don't expect it. Like, they expect a discount or something for free. And it's like, it don't work that way. Sorry. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, 
with previous business, you know, going back to kind of off topic, but my daycare business, people just thought, well, I know you and you know yeah. your family and you know, no, this is how I feed my kids and how right. I take care of yours. Exactly. So, my mom already told me, mm-hmm. like, look, because my mom does daycare as well, and she told me, like, if you have a child and their child is in this daycare, yeah, you'll get something off, but this is how I provide for my family like she doesn't have no other job daycare is what she does Mm -hmm. so she's like you family has to pay that's why she doesn't do business with family honestly Mm -hmm. like she really like unless she knows yeah like my sisters my sisters like they were the first people to order stuff (laughs) from me and they ordered it immediately they didn't expect a discount a lot of my friends um, like my close, close friends order no, not expecting anything, but it's those people right. who you haven't talked to in like mm-hmm. a year or two, and they like, oh, can I get a discount? I was like, girl, no, sorry, no, not happening. Yeah, if my know. sisters gotta pay full price, you gotta pay full yeah, price. Yeah, because my, my mama paid for her jewelry. Yeah, you gotta pay she full paid. price. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't even understand because you don't go into Walmart nowhere. or yeah. nowhere negotiating nowhere. prices. Nope. Maybe the public market is the only way. You <laughs> right. The only place you'll go right. to, right. you know, kind of barter and stuff like that. But who do you guys seek business advice from? Who's like your mentors or people you talk to and get advice from about doing business? Well, I wouldn't say that I have like a hands-on mentor or coach. I mean, I have leadership that's above me that I can always seek mentorship from. But I do a lot of personal development and I go to YouTube. You can find anybody on YouTube. So in this business of um, direct sales, it's always a process of growing self. Um, So I listen to top people in the top people that were in the industry um, like Jim Rohn probably doesn't ring a bell to anybody in here but he's a great guy to, to, to listen to in regards to how to grow yourself personally um, I also listen to another guy Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe he you know he speaks a lot of things straight from the Bible but he also has a lot of uh, financial principles as well so I just go to YouTube and seek out some of the people that are in the industry that I'm in like the Tony Robbins um else is out there but I actually went to convention um I actually went to hear a guy by the name of um Jerry Clark speak so I actually seek people that are in the, that train on the industry that I'm in okay so those are pretty much again not hands-on mentors but I am in the process of looking for a coach so that I can you know again develop and grow myself for me it's really the people that are around me honestly um my aunt um, she is the head of HR for Chase Car Services in Florida. Very professional. I mean, just on paper, just period. And she helps me speak professionally when it comes to sending emails out and the wording on my website and everything like that. So she's kind of like a side PR person um, for me. Um, and also, I like I said, my baby sister, because she knows, like, What's in right now? They they told me I was too old for Snapchat. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. We're the same age, and I love Snapchat. Snapchat. Right. I like Snapchat actually better than anything else because it goes away. Yeah. Like, I'm not a person who likes to take a lot of pictures mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I'll share people's stuff, but I'm not a big poster. Right. Um, because you know people love to twist and argue yep. and stuff with you. 
So I don't even don't even bother with that. But I love Snapchat because it's there for 24 hours and then, and then it's gone. gone. Right. But yeah, so for her, you know, I want the inside scoop on what's popular right now. What are, you know, the, your friends looking for when it comes down to um, makeup and lashes and hair and things like that. And on the financial side of it, really, um, I got to give a shout out to my honey because he's a hustler. So, well, he do. <laughs> he's not that type of hustler, but he is a business to business salesperson okay. and he is their top salesperson. And listen, he, listen, he can talk. That's, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> like salespeople. Yeah. Yeah. He can talk. So when it came down to me setting my prices, you know, for my products and things like that, how I do my sales and everything like that, I really got all of that from him. Oh. So, like, what was his advice? What did he tell you? He told you, like, did you undersell yourself? Like, you set your prices low? I did. Initially, I was setting my prices a little bit too low. And he's like, you're not going to make a profit. Not the type of profit that you want. So, when it comes to, you have to look at what your vendor is charging you for these products. And then you have to set your, your prices to where you're making a come up off of whatever it is that you're selling. So never undersell yourself just to beat out the competition because if your product is better than theirs and your customer service is better than theirs, people are always going to come to you over them. True. Definitely forgot to shout out the radio station. <coughs> I'm about too, too late. <laughs> You're supposed to shout out the radio station at least like every 15 minutes and we're definitely 45 minutes into this conversation. But you are listening to 100.9 WXIR Extreme Independent Radio, the 585 Report with Atiana and Bishop. And we're talking today with business ladies, Tara and Nye, and they're just discussing boss things, their businesses, and how they are moving right along so, so how long how long do you both plan to make this like what's your longevity lifespan of this like do you want to just ride it until to see how long it go or do you have a, a set time frame of how long i want to do this for as long as this around and i'm around i'm in it my thing is with um direct sales has kind of been really a part of my life like i said since 2003 um, and when I discovered that I didn't want to um, be an employee all my life, and I saw that people in this industry were really making significant six, seven, and eight-figure incomes, I was just like, I can do that. You know, I'm teachable, I'm coachable, I'm trainable. I just need to find the right product. Um, but for me, as long as I can work the business, I'm going to retire or die from this business. <laughs> <laughs> And for Seriously. me, it's kind of the same. I eventually plan to take my online store and make it into a brick and mortar store. So that's, you know, my plans Why? for the future. Because it, I feel like if people, especially with the hair, you can't touch hair online. Right. So I feel True. like if people can come in and they can actually feel the hair in their hands, mm -hmm. like it will make selling so much easier. You know, then as opposed to just looking at it on a video and seeing how pretty it is online without touching it initially. Yeah, that is true. A lot of times I get opposed to brick and mortar stores just because 
the overhead and the cost and the expenses. But with hair, it's like a little different. You yeah. do want to touch yes. and feel it. Yeah. And you know. And hair, hair, and eyelashes and makeup aren't going anywhere. Right. We women always. Yeah. Want to look so beautiful. I'm gonna ride this wave until I can't yeah. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Right. So, when you say brick and mortar, what will be the services that you would offer in, in the store? So, in the store, um, I don't want, like, a hair salon. That's not really... So, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no. Because I, no. I, I can do hair, but I hate to do hair. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not something that I want to do. But what I do want to do, because I get a lot of people asking me, do you apply the lashes? Mm-hmm. So it's like I do lash extensions. So that's something that I want to in the future in my brick and mortar store offer is to do lash extensions for people. Okay. So yeah. So you will do lashes, you will offer hair, and you will offer your makeup palette, but you're still not doing makeup. I'm not doing makeup. <laughs> nope. I have sisters who do it and they do it well. My sister, she has prom makeup to do this weekend and she's like, if you just do the eyes, and I'm like, no. I no, no. If I'm doing the eyes, I'm doing all the work. You like that's the hardest it. part. <laughs> well, well, you don't think that that would be like another stream of income? Which I business? mean, it would. I would say as makeup long as is, I'm here, I'm not gonna do days. it. I'm not gonna do it as long as I'm here. I plan to actually. We're leaving next year, moving to Florida. Oh. So there. Maybe I'll get into it, but here is the that field is so saturated here. It is saturated, yeah. but like you said, hair is saturated too. So yeah, but not quality hair. <laughs> That's, that is true. That is not true. quality hair. The makeup artists, you got to give it to them. A Trash. lot of them, ma- no, no, you got the Taishela, you got Latrice, Halter. You got probably. I'm not gonna lie. Probably five solid makeup artists from Rochester. Monty McCoy, like they're. Oh no, Monty is dope. Yeah, Uh, what's his name? He is is dope. Right, I forget his name. Yeah, you got a lot of people just are drawing on people's (laughs) faces. No, for sure, (laughs) you do. You do got a lot of people (laughs) that because, like you said, a lot of people are just watching YouTube videos and that's their inspiration. And I'm fine with you know. But Monty made a post about it and he said it. He said, just because you can do your own makeup, that does not mean you can do other people's makeup. And that's true. I'm not doing nobody else's makeup because I only know how to draw my own eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, you know, be playing to other people's faces like that. Mm -mm. But would you teach? I I do teach people, you know, how to do their eyebrows. Like, I'm still learning when it comes to, like, eyeshadow and all the cut creases and all the different techniques that people use. But I've got brows down. So that I can show you how to do. But all the other stuff, mm mm-mm. Nope. And it's a lot more to makeup than what a lot of makeup artists don't take into consideration. People's skin. You got to take that into consideration when you're doing people's makeup. I studied aesthetics. So it's like you have to... Um, know what works best with the different skin types and things like that. I went into Sephora, which is a very popular makeup store. And I tell the sales girl, they're supposed to be trained. I yeah, said, they're yeah. not. Are they, they can't be all trained because one time I went in there and I wanted Fenty because that's when Fenty first like came mm-hmm. out. You know, they gave me some that was so not nowhere near my color it's not even that it goes back to skin she asked me she said are you oily are you combination or are you dry 
I have dry skin. Mm. She's like, oh, okay, well, you're going to love this Becca foundation. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited. You know, she rubbed it in. It was good. So I get home and I try it and I look casket sharp. I look at the bottle. Now, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just so excited because it looked good when she put it on my hand. Right. Right? So I get home and I look at the bottle. It's matte. I have dry skin. Why would you give me a matte foundation? Oh, because I'm yeah. oily, so that's why so I have So you would need a matte foundation. Yeah. I would need a dewy foundation. So you can't give me a matte foundation or I'm going to look like, you know, ashy. I'm, I'm yeah, ashy. See that a lot these days. Yeah, that's because they not using the right foundation for their skin type. That's why we need people like you giving out these classes. Oh, man, I'm not that good yet. <laughs> I'm still learning. Listen, I look, I'm in so many Facebook makeup groups, like it's not even funny. You gotta look at her videos. Her videos kind of tell you differently. She, her videos, she's... Yeah, but for me, though, like, I couldn't do, what I do on myself, I couldn't do that on anybody else. Like, I don't, I tried it once and it was okay, but my cousin, you know, volunteered to be my guinea pig for that experiment mm. and it was okay but i'm like you know i can do better yeah we are we're hard on ourselves yeah definitely you don't gotta know everything until a little bit yeah i mean no like i said I'll, I'll teach you how to do your eyebrows and like you know when it comes down to foundation like i'm not really good at matching colors yet like i still struggle with matching my own colors to myself i bought a foundation yesterday and I got home, and I made myself a whole different complexion. So I have to go back to the store, <laughs> and let me try to figure out a different shade. Because the other thing with foundation that a lot of people don't understand is that for me, I have golden undertones. Another person may have red undertones, or warm undertones, or cool undertones. You have to match the foundation to their undertones. So don't give me a foundation with red right. undertones, because I'm yeah. orange. So you can't do that. That's me too. And that's, it's hard for me to find foundation because yep. all of them make me look orangey and I don't have orange undertones. The only foundation, which is my clutch foundation that I've been using for years, is Maybelline Fit Me. It's a drugstore brand. That's the only one that I've found that doesn't make me look too yellow and doesn't make me look orange. Maybe I gotta try it out because I was using L'Oreal for a while and mm -hmm. then... I mean, I gave up on that. And then one, I'm like, NYX or NYX. Mm -hmm. So that's the one that I use now. Mm -hmm. And it's coming up to summertime. So I know summertime, I'm going to yeah. have to change. So. That's why I did not throw that bottle. Because it was NYX that I bought last night that was too dark because I know I'm going to get darker in the, the summertime, summertime so I said I'm going to hold on to it because I get lighter in the winter time. Yeah. So you ha and that's another thing. You got to have two different foundations for the season. <laughs> If you live in, you know, in the north. <laughs> yo, yo, Bruno, what she just said in the last two minutes, it's all new to me. Right. Yeah, you can't wear the same foundation now year round. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, I got a lot of sisters. I got a daughter who plays in makeup and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I, and she be trying to draw my face. I don't know what she doing. Yeah, it's a lot. But she apparently she know what she doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. So, if you guys had um, to give people who wanted to get in your line of business any advice, what would you tell them? Just do it. You know, don't really think about it. Um, because I think sometimes when people 
think too long about, you know, should I start a business or they start talking to other people and people talk them out of it. Just, just do it. Sometimes you just have to get out there, bruise your knees, figure it out. It's really trial and error. Did anybody try to talk you out of your um, direct selling? Yeah. Actually, you know, I love my mother, but my mother. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's just not the norm of what we were taught. You know, we were always taught, go to school, get good grades, get your degree, whatever you're going to do, get a job, work for somebody. And that was the norm for then. But ever since, you know, I started my home-based business in 2000, that was the beginning of my entrepreneur spirit, and I've just stuck with it. So I think that when people don't understand what it is that you're trying to do different and, you know, break the generational curses of, like, everybody before me was broke. Like, I don't know who my great-great-great-grandfather is. and leave me anything. I don't know. So... <clears throat> As much as my mom said, you need to go back to school, you need to do this, and I'm like, mm -mm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I hear that. A lot of people, I, I, I hear it. That this is what you, and it's something you love to do. I love right? to do this. I love it. So, so when, you, when you started in 2000, did you think 20 years later you'll still be doing it? Um, well, that was something totally, time. yes, now that I think about it, it is, it's a long time, but... I really didn't at the time. I just think that when I started in 2003 is when I started direct sales. Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe four or five years into that then, I knew that this would be the field that I was going to stay with. Because I just know that I don't want a boss. I don't want to show up at anybody's job and pay, you know, have them pay me the pennies that they feel like I deserve because, you know, I don't have formal education. So... <clears throat> When you're talking about trying to be employed without formal education, they're just going to pay you what they feel like you're worth, and it's Basically, peanuts. Yeah. So with that being said, I know that this industry can offer me what most people have to go to school, get into financial debt. I can earn great income from this without having to have that. Yeah, I'm going to listen to Miss Sierra. Right. <laughs> you gems over there. So I don't feel bad at all, but I'm not knocking education, so I'm not saying that. No, no, no. We get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. So because if I had life to do all over again, trust me, some of my education was not even necessary Word. to be where I'm I at right now. My education. <laughs> A lot of people who have degrees don't. I'm working work in, in the field, field that they have a degree in. <laughs> See, I went to school for business. My bachelor's and my master's are in business, but I work in education. Now I'm back in school for education. So if I had life to do over again, I would have just got a bachelor's in education and a master's. No, a bachelor's in business because any bi business can re re relate to any field. Right. Um, and a master's in education. That second master's in business, I would not have gotten. For I'm me, just... listen, I barely made it through high school, <laughs> let alone trying to go. Because I'm the type of person, I get bored quickly. So I can't sit and listen to somebody talk to me for hours and hours and hours. And it's got to be even harder today in schools because yeah. the attention span of kids, yeah. goodness, they're yeah. so used to being on social media, having their phone and all of this, so... Yeah. But if you think about it, I think um, I think 50 Cent had probably said it before. He said he didn't go to Harvard, but the person who worked for him did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. His so. point is just proven. But um, what was my question to you? Oh, what advice would you give somebody who wants to go in your business? Um, basically the same thing. Just dive in head first. Don't talk yourself out of doing it. Don't let anybody else talk you out of doing it. In my business, do your research. Do your research. That is the most important thing because you don't want to put out 
of product that's not of quality. You want if you want your business to grow and be successful, you have to put out quality products and you have to give stellar customer service. I can't stress that enough. If I walk into an establishment, a brick and mortar establishment, and nobody speaks to me when I nobody walk in, me. I walk out. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. If I message you about your product, I want more information or I want to know how to order and you don't get back to me until a week later and then you're all sold out, I don't want your money. So I messaged somebody about hair and um, somebody referred them to, somebody who was doing my hair referred them to me. So I messaged them and it was just one word answers. It was just like, oh, hi, I need a closure. Do you have them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, where are you located? This, what time are you open? It was just like, it's, you yeah, know. No, I, I, I sell myself. Yeah. Like, I sell myself. Like, I sell my product. Yeah, I want your money. <laughs> I'm going to tell you stuff you don't even want to know <laughs> right. about this hair. Do, do you want to know? All the cuticles are facing the same way. They're aligned, so you don't have to worry about it. It's, it's double stitched, so you don't have to worry about shedding. Like, I'm going to give you the whole rundown on the hair. Oh, I definitely, I, I gotta look at your whole <laughs> um, um, We're going to wrap up because time is almost over. But okay, so you, you guys talked about customer service. What are some other skills that are needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Consistency. Consistency, professionalism. professionalism. Great customer service. Great customer service. And you also have to be personable. Absolutely. You have to be personable. You have to be likable. People have to like you. If they don't like you, they're not going to buy your your product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like I said earlier, it's not even yeah. about the product. A it's lot about of time. you. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, apparently I'm funny. So <laughs> apparently a lot of people flock to me because of my personality and they think I'm funny. And so I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna be funny all the way to the bank. Give me your money, please. Yes. All right. So we are wrapping up. I thank you guys for coming on. Can you tell people? Where to find you on social media, any websites, any handles and stuff that you want to put out to the public? Yes, this is Tara. You can actually find me on Facebook. I use Facebook. Um, My business page is Bling by Tara, and you spell that T-E-R-R-A. And you can also find me on Instagram at I-M-Tara, T-E-R-R-A, Smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y. Okay, for me, my website is www.lavishlashco.com. My business Facebook is Lavish. And my Instagram handle is at Lavish Cosmetics Co. All right. So thank you guys for listening to the 585 Report with Atiana and Bishop. Bishop. What's up? You good over there? I'm all right. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. So I, thank think, you. I think I'm tired. I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, it's okay to be tired. I have one of those days too. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday at 6 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. Hi, we are good. Stop this. Can you turn the